Needed more light to get that thing to go. Well, it's good to have you uh, with us this morning, and we're going to talk about faith in this new series, Use the Force. And uh, so I want to teach you, and I, I, you know, I'm not here to say that I know everything about faith. I do not. Um, I'm working on it just uh, as many of you are, and I'm, I'm believing I'm, I'm getting better. How many knows that faith grows? We've got to use that. And so we're going to talk about that this morning and, and how to use our faith. And so the, I'm going to give you pretty much three thoughts today. The first one's pretty simple. It's this. I have what I need to get started. So many times I think we, you know, uh, we want to do a job, but we don't know that we have what we need. But if God has already equipped you to do what you are called to do, wouldn't that be if you knew that and you had what you need you could get started. Sometimes we just spend our life waiting, but God has got us where he needs us. And so if we recognize that today, once we got born again, he gave us a measure of faith. Look at Romans twelve three. For I say through grace given to me to everyone who's among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. The measure of faith he's talking about is a God kind of faith. Is this, you know, wouldn't it be cool? I mean, if you know that God gave you something, how many would believe that that's got to be pretty awesome? I mean, this isn't a dollar store faith. You know what I'm saying? This isn't just something, it isn't a McDonald's Happy Meal toy faith. It is something that, you know, it's, it's a God kind of faith. So uh, the Bible says that not all men, you know, there's not people that operate in this God kind of faith. Not all men uh, have this God kind of faith. They have natural faith. And you know, we've had natural faith and we use that. Normal faith, everyday faith, just faith of living and through our life experiences and all of those things. That is, some of us, that's as far as our faith goes. It's natural faith. It's based on our senses. It's found by our life experiences. Um, and again, I've used this as an example. I know the chair will hold me up. I've sat in it before. It's sturdy. I, I know that works. So by faith, I can sit in that chair again because I've already sensed it. I've experienced it in one of those five. That I've seen it. I've, you know, all of those senses that can get involved. Faith comes from his word. I'm going to say that one more time. His faith comes from his word, and he gave you each a measure of faith. And for the most part, it doesn't always agree with your senses. God could tell you to do something that doesn't always make sense. Say amen to that. We need to understand that sometimes God will tell you to do something. You'll be like, why? You need to buy that. I don't want to buy that. Just buy that. And we've bought things and go, oh, just to find out that somebody else was looking for that item and God said, now give it to them. You know, that kind of thing. It didn't make sense at the time. You need to go another way home. I don't want to go another way home. Then you found out there was a big accident on the way you would have went home. Doesn't always make sense. Throw that stick and make that water sweet. That doesn't make sense. That axe handle will float. That doesn't make sense. Let me spit in some mud and let me put it on your eyes. You can see then. That doesn't make sense. He's been dead four days. Roll away the stone. That doesn't make sense. So many things, when it's God's faith that he has put inside you, you have to exercise, isn't going to match up with natural faith, with your senses. Here's our second thought for this morning. Just believe. My wife loves that word believe, and I do too. But it, it, it's simply for us to just believe. So if we're going to live by faith, sometimes you just have to believe. And I'm going to explain some of that. Our minds have been trained in the world system. It's based on our reasoning, what seems to make sense. If you're a person that i got to have all of this to make sense, the numbers have to match and all that, 
Sometimes I get that. And there's, there's, there's something good about facts. Sometimes how many knows your faith ha- has got to outscream your facts? Because the doctor can say, here's the fact. You have this. You are diagnosed with this. But your faith says, whose report will you believe? It doesn't make sense. The facts say this. Facts can be changed. I don't know about you, but sometimes in my own mind, I see no possible way. You ever have that where it just doesn't seem like there's a possible way for an answer to come? I, God, I have, you know, this is due by this or whatever, and oh, what are we going to do? But God is asking us to walk by our faith and not our intellect, not our reasoning, not our mind. Now, I'm not saying walk blind and stupid. You know, there's... Here, watch this. I'm going to walk across Center Street with my eyes closed. Probably not a good idea. I'm not saying do stupid things. I'm saying where God is leading you, he's asking you to believe him. If we really believed what the word said, if we believed what the Bible said, then we would act different than we do, and I'm included in that. Sometimes I'm just like, but God, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to make sense. You see, because we're walking on something or with someone that's on a higher level than your senses. Than your five physical senses. Your reasoning works in those. That's how you live in that realm of the earth realm. Because we're here, but yet we are still agents of God. But we are going to work and we reason with that world system of our five senses. When we get a revelation from God, he may tell you, You're like, ah, but Lord, I need this money because we need to do this with it. And God is saying, I need you to sow this or I need you to give this. And it doesn't really make sense, but you are operating at another level. There are people that walk around with not revelation. You can get revelation if you're a child of God, but they walk around with just information. They just want information. I need information about this and information is good. But revelation can be something that is pulled. Have you ever looked at something in the Bible or even something maybe that as you've lived your life and you see it differently than you saw it and you looked at it a hundred times? I have because God can pull revelation out of that. We're walking on a higher plane. Information, someone that just lives by information can come up and go, what are you talking about? I don't understand. What are you, how are you going to do that? They want to know all of those answers. But listen to this. Once it's in your heart and you believe it and you act on it, once it's in your heart, and I'm going to explain that in just a second, you get what you believed for. Once it's in your heart. Now, I want to explain just a second. Remember, uh, I know this isn't Easter, but we all know the story. You know, the ladies were going on Sunday to anoint Jesus' body. Remember that? And they're heading to the tomb. They've already, and if you read the scripture, they've already bought spices. Now, it's no secret what was going on at the time. The tomb had been what? Sealed. There's a big stone there, and it was sealed. Why would you buy spices to anoint his body if you can't get to his body? They have already determined in their heart that we're going to go do this. We're going to anoint his body. They don't, their reasoning would say, you can't get to him. If we were in the, you can't even get to him. But they, they're going to say, like, we, I don't know how it's going to happen, but we have already got spices to do this. 
Now, we've been trained to sit and wait. Sit and wait on the evidence. That's what we need. We just need evidence. We've been trained to sit and wait. And we are all professional waiters. I'm going to give you a tip. (laughs) The Bible says this. It says, fight the good fight of faith. And I'd read that over. Fight the good fight of faith. I don't know. I've fought different times in my life. Why is the Bible, why do they say it is a good fight? You fight the good fight of faith. Why is faith called a good fight? I'm going to tell you why it's a good fight. Faith is a good fight because God never loses. He's never lost. It's great if you have to fight. Isn't it great to know you're going to win? Is that not the good fight of faith? God never loses. Faith in God always wins. So we don't have to figure out everything in our mind. We don't have to figure out all our reasoning, all the information or the details. Now listen to me. Because God is into details as well, but the devil is into details. God is into details, but he's into details that he's giving you secrets or things to do. And he might tell you to do this and do that. And he'll, he can show you all of that. So I, I understand God is into details. How many cubits had Noah's Ark had to be this long and, and this and that. I get that. But the devil is into details for a different reason. The devil is into details because the details will make you wait for your reasoning to catch up with what God wants to do with you or in your life. He'll make you, you got to figure this out. I don't see it. It just doesn't seem real to me. The devil loves that because details bring delay if you don't have your belief system in, in the kingdom. God is just saying this, like these ladies that went to the tomb. Your job is to do what I've called you to do. My job is to roll away the stone. You don't have to wonder how I'm going to do it. You don't have to figure that out. Just know that I'm going to do that. My job is to pray for healing. God's job is to heal. My job is to believe. His job is to manifest it. Are you with me? see, the devil wants you to see to believe, but God wants you to believe to see. With delay, when the enemy is trying to get into your detail, comes doubt, unbelief, fear, all of those things. But we've been designed, you and I, if we're believers in Jesus, have been designed to walk on a higher level. And in 2017, I believe God has called us to walk in that level, to start doing things differently than we've done before you see the women that were going there they received the word they believed the word they acted on the word i'm gonna buy some oil i mean and you could just how are we gonna get to him i don't know i'm gonna buy some oil feel i'm supposed to and the stone was not in their way anymore the word manifested was made flesh god If we, you know, and this, I'm preaching to myself as well. If I would just believe everything I'm supposed to believe, we would see the things. I would see the things. Come on, somebody. You you got things that you're believing God for, but we really, are we really believing him? Or are we just kind of going through the motions? Well, I guess this is just the right formula for this to work and all this. I want to show you something because this was monumental to me as I studied this. Now, listen to me. Most people will say this, I'm waiting on God. I can guarantee you whatever you're doing, God is waiting on you. 
But listen to this. We have to meet the criteria for God to work. He can't work without us believing. We have to meet the criteria for God to work. I'm not talking about believing in your head. I'm going to explain this because this is, this is like, oh. You ever get one of those moments where you go, oh. Sound like I'm from California. Oh. <laughs> but you are not believing with your head. Believe it with your heart. Romans 10.10 10 says this. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The Bible doesn't say not to doubt in your head. It says don't doubt in your what? Your heart. So when we get born again, we, we start becoming alive to the things of God, things that we didn't understand, things that we didn't see. And now we begin to see those things. And our heart and our intellect, before that was, uh, our heart is okay, but our intellect, that was foolishness. We, you know, we'd see stuff, we'd see people get prayer, we'd see things, and we'd be like, oh, man, that's nuts. But we weren't open to those things until we got born again, and then we begin to receive those things. And, and now wisdom and revelation and knowledge begins to come in, and, and God begins to work. Mark eleven twenty two and 24, Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he'll have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Notice he's saying you. He's not saying him. So your head can be unconvinced what you're trying to do, but your heart can be sold out to it. Because this has happened to me. My heart wants to believe real bad. I believe that that's true, but I'm not seeing what I want to see. Does that make any sense to you? It hasn't happened yet, but I know it's got to happen. But God, I need this. You see, those women had to be fighting that. Brings us to our our third thought this morning. I want to give you some characteristics of faith. Because we need to have that. We'll put this whole puzzle together. Faith is a spirit, and you can't feel a spirit. Now, hang with me for a second, because you might be like, oh, yes, you can. Just give me a second. 2 Corinthians 4.13. Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. You can see a spirit of faith on somebody. The whole countenance is alive. You can see that peace on their, on their presence. You can see it on their face. You can see a spirit of fear on somebody. And that includes unbelief and doubt and all those things that come with fear. See, faith yields a happy countenance. When we're in faith, we're not in worry Come on, we're not in anxiety, we're in faith because we don't have to know how it's all going to happen. We just know that God has told us to believe this and so we're believing, so we're in faith. So we're not caught up, (coughs) excuse me, not caught up in all these details, but we're caught up in what God has told us. In the earth curse system, that's designed by the enemy to keep us in fear and that's how he controls humanity. He controls it in this, in this system, in this realm, by your senses in the natural level. Are you catching this? He's going to control by what you, what you see or what. So when somebody, how do you know if they're afraid? You, ah! If you put a popsicle stick at my wife, ah! We saw that at Christmas. If you guys saw that, you could go to Facebook or wherever they posted that. That was fun. But what's, what's that, that's all I'm saying is that's a manifestation. You understand? 
fear is just a, a manifestation or that, that scared is a manifestation of that spirit. There's different levels of fear. But just like faith, there's different levels of faith. But that's how we know is by that manifestation, that countenance, that manifesting of faith. We see that peace on them. We are to be led by peace. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You could even say the evidence of things not felt, heard, smelled, or touched. It doesn't deal in your senses. Now, you can detect it by your senses because it manifests that way. Does that make sense? See, he gives you that, that confidence in faith that you're like, I see faith moving. I can see that. Just like the wind, when the wind moves, you don't see the wind. The Bible talks about that, but you see the effects of the wind hitting the leaves and the trees. It is that same reference of what I'm trying to tell you. Sometimes you're like, hi, I I just need to feel it. Well, you just need to believe, and then you can see a manifestation of that, and God can use some of those senses that will help you with the confidence you know it's already there. Faith is so important. I'm just saying, the reason we're starting this is because it's starting the new year, because faith has no limits. Turn to your neighbor and say that. Faith has no limits. You know, my, my wife, there'll be sometimes I'm, I'm just, you know, struggling with, oh, I want to believe this, but man, this has just been, and she'll tell me, she'll say, you know, I read that, and it says anything. It says I can believe anything. And we just read it in Mark. It, it, does, it doesn't, Put it in a box. Faith has no limits. There's nothing that faith in God can accomplish. Nothing. I want us to look at faith as a servant. And this is, this is really, I, I, th- I thought this was pretty cool. Luke 17, 3 through 5. Take heed to yourself. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. If he sins against you seven times in a day, Sometimes in the day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. And the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. Now, if I was to put my version in there, would say, you're going to have to help me because I want to slap him so bad. Because, you know, what they're saying is, he keeps doing this. I need some help with this. And so they're asking Jesus to help him. Jesus, you increase my faith. Now, let me just tell you this. He's, he can't do that. If he did that, then you don't have anything to exercise. Then you don't have to do anything. You don't have to worry about your will. You don't have to act any way. Are you understanding that? Because that's why in Mark it says you've got to speak to the mountain. And we have lived our lives telling God, go do that. Take care of that. Go on, handle that. And God says, I will handle that, but I'm going to use you to do it. You go talk to him. You increase your faith. You increase your faith. Faith grows. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the what? By the word. Look at verse 6. If you have faith as a mustard seed, this is Luke 17, 6. You can say to its mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea. And it would. Some versions in the original Greek would 
would say it would obey you. Or it, it, it should it, instead of would. That's what that, they interchange those words. Let's go on. Let's just read a little bit further. And 7 and 8 of that chapter says, And which of you having a servant plowing or tending sheep will say to him when he has come in from the field, Come at once and sit down to eat. But will not rather say to him, Prepare something for my supper. Gird yourself, serve me till I've eaten and, and drunk. And afterward you will eat and drink. And that's the way you treat a servant. If you are cooking in a restaurant, you feed the people that come to eat, and then you eat yourself. Isn't that how that works? When I was a Boy Scout, we, if you were on cook duty, the only cool thing about cook duty was you got to sample all the food. Before they ever ate it, you were like, and sometimes if you didn't like it, you were kind of like, good, they're eating that. I'm not eating that. <laughs> but, of course, as a Boy Scout, you were just learning to cook. But what I'm saying is that's what you do to a servant. We've got greeters that work this, the front door. What if you walked up? And the greeter's trying to open the door, and you jump in front of him, you open the door, and, and, and do all of that, or, or, or take the usher's job, or whatever. They're going to be part of it. They're going to feel like, well, don't do that. That's, that's my job. Have you, ever, have you ever been picked up by somebody in a limo, and, and the, the guy has to get out and open the door and shut the door? Okay, almost you feel like, you don't have to, you don't have to do that. So, you know, I do that for Kim a lot. I'll open the door and shut the door for her. Not all the time. I should probably do it more, but I do, I do it a lot. And sometimes I'll go for the door, and she'll go ahead and get it and get in, and, I, and I'll say, I was going to get that for you. Now listen to what I'm trying to tell you. And she'll go, oh, I'm sorry, because what she did was she took away my part. That's what I wanted to do. That's what the greeter's supposed to do. The usher's supposed to ush. So we don't want to take away their part because that, everybody has a part to play. So when we take away their part, then we've taken away that, that purpose of what they're doing. Faith is a servant. And what I found myself doing is I'm taking away his part. He's used to working. But I haven't looked at him like that. I've just looked at it as one of the jewels of God. Does that make any sense? Oh, it's faith. <laughs> but faith is a servant. He's supposed to work. I've not looked at him as a servant. I've looked at him as a tool. But not even to use as a servant, just to kind of pull out. You need a Phillips? Okay. Need a flathead? No. Whatever I'm pulling out of the tool belt, it's just kind of one of those. But yet faith is a servant. You must put him to work. He's used to working. He was given to you to serve. When he finishes one job and comes in, don't give faith the TV remote. Don't let him get on the couch and eat Fritos and lay around. Put him back to work. Put him back out. Man, that's awesome. I got another job for you, Faith. Kim and I started understanding some of this and started putting faith to work. And matter of fact, in 2017, we're going to sow more. We're going to put faith to work more. Because he's a servant. He's been sent to us by God to bring into every promise that God has for you. That's how that gets here is by faith. But I wasn't looking at it like that. We just kind of think that faith is something that we do, but stuff just automatically, ominously shows up. You know how it happens? It happens from the spiritual realm into the natural realm, into the sense realm by faith. 
because somebody has put faith to work to go get it and bring it back. We got to treat faith like a servant. He works for me and he works for you. The more faith does, the stronger he gets. He's a, it's like your muscle. The more you work faith, the stronger faith gets. So sometimes where it would take two months, I'm believing God for this. I'm believing this to happen. And, I'm, you know, you might be saying, oh, I don't like it when you talk that way. Let me tell you, I got more bandages on my toes than you know what to do with. So I'm speaking to me, too. Listen to me. The more I use faith, the stronger it gets. Sometimes it's taken me two months or, say, two years. But as I've increased faith, as I've grown faith in me and he's gotten stronger, instead of two months, now it'll take two weeks. Instead of two weeks, it'll take two days. Instead of two days, it'll take two hours. Because now I've got faith where he, I understand him. He's serving the kingdom of God and God sent him to me for me to put faith to work. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm getting it. Jesus was awesome at this. He could work faith anytime, any place, anywhere. And when the disciples didn't express their faith, he'd say, where's your faith? Because the devil had stolen their faith and given them fear. And the enemy's good at that. He's after that word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Why is that so important? Because that word produces what? Faith. And with faith, you can beat the enemy. And if he can steal the word and you don't believe it, where's your faith? We move him with our hearts and not with our heads. The Bible says we cast down what? Imaginations. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So your battle's in your mind. In Matthew, it says this. It says you can't serve two masters. It says, and right after it says that, if you go look at it, I think it's Matthew 6 or something like that. Then he says, don't put any thought to that. In other words, he's saying that's where your battle is. You can't serve two. You're going to pick God, and you're not going to put thought in what the enemy's going to try to do in your mind. You have to fight the what? The good fight of what? Faith. So the enemy's going to try to convince you in your mind that you're not ready yet. So that's why the fight of faith can be good when you know I'm ready because God has given me faith. And faith is a servant. But Brad, I'm waiting until I feel it. You don't need to feel it. I've been in services where we're going to sing 83 more verses of this until this happens. After 83 verses, I remember being prayed for. I don't know if this will witness with anybody else. Being prayed for, and there were people up there in the... Years ago, there was always the ladies with the white hankies. And somebody carted me up front. You need to go up to the altar. I don't want to go to the altar. You need to go to the altar. Come on. And so, they, you know, and you know, my mom always taught me to be respectful. So up to the altar I go. All these white hankies come out. And it seemed like for me an eternity. I don't know how long they prayed for me. I couldn't understand half what they're saying. Because they're praying in tongues. And other people are 
they're praying out loud and you wish to God they wouldn't be praying out loud because either they don't know how to pray or whatever they're praying. You're like, that is not me at all. You know, I need this. You know, some people trying to cast stuff out of you and they can't even. Oh, well. But I mean, after a while, I'm going to say whatever they need me to say at that point. After about 20 minutes, the whole service is interrupted. I'm just like, God, come into my heart. Are we done? Get me back. Get me out of here. And they're like, oh, hallelujah. Because if we wait until we feel it, we don't have to feel it. As we confess God's word, something happens that starts to lead you. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. You don't always have to feel it. When we have rebuked different things, sometimes I don't feel anything. But you see, it's not about my feelings because, listen to me, I'm not operating in this level. I'm operating in this level. I'm now moving up because, you see, everything under this level, this is natural level. This is the enemy's dominion. This is where he operates. Everything above this level, spiritual. And so we operate on this level if you want to. You can stay down here, but if you have to wait for everything to line up, then you're going to mess yourself up. Because you're going to wait, I just need to feel it, I just need to, I need to sense it, I need to... No, I'll tell you what you need to do, you need to believe it. Because faith is a force, and faith is a servant, and God sent you faith, he gave you the measure, put it to work. It doesn't have to go by what you said, but listen, if you line up with what God says, faith will do exactly what you sent it out to do. Somebody may come up and say, hey, listen, I had a dream about you. You know, what is that? And they start telling you about it. Your faith is beginning to express itself. And, and, you know, have you ever had somebody where they will, quote, quote, read your mail, so to speak? Because God had given them revelation knowledge or something that happened. And what's that happening? I'm telling you, it is just confirming things, even though you didn't feel those. How did they know that? How did that happen? It's faith, servant, Going out, doing what it's supposed to do, bringing it back so that you can get revelation knowledge so you can walk, not in this plane, but in this plane. Help me, somebody. God is wanting you to go higher. Luke 17, 11 through 19 says, It happened he went to Jerusalem. He passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. He entered a certain village. There he met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. They lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And then when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priests. Okay. Go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice, glorified God, fell down on his face, at his feet, giving him thanks, And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Where are there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. The Bible says, As they went, they were cleansed. Something happened. If they sat there, nothing would have happened. If they would have said, Well, listen, Jesus, I appreciate you saying that, but I'm just going to wait till I feel something. Or I'm going to send somebody else. You, You go, if that happens for you, maybe I'll go. Have we ever played that? You, you do that first. If they'd have stayed there, they would have stayed there with leprosy. See, faith is the language in God's kingdom. 
Remember Hebrews 1, we just read that a few minutes ago, substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. If we go to Hebrews chapter 11, 2 and 3, now listen to this. For by the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So we know that God spoke. How many knows that? When God speaks, things happen. So can you. See, people, and I'm just saying, I've got stuff on my toes as well. I'm like, oh, God, this, this is deep. But you need to grab a hold of this. Watch this now. This is what God does. Word, faith, things. Word, faith, things. Word of God, belief, manifestation. Hebrews 4, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, since the promise remains of Entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. See, they have to mix it with faith. There's people that hear stuff and go, yeah, 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 he's a preacher, he's supposed to say that. Oh, sure, it's church. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Because they are just, they're basing everything on They're to-do less of religion. Here's why. Not on their belief system of what could be, what God has called them to do, or what God has spoke to their spirit to do, because their belief system has to be on this natural level. I need people to see me in church. Oh, they just know that. But, you know, when we, this is what we do. We've messed this up. We will be like, when I get right, I'll get to God. We got it all wrong. If we get to God, we'll get right. That's how that works. It does, I don't have to understand the details. I don't even have to, you know, God, you don't know I'm screwed up. Okay, I get it. But you're not. So if I can get to you, that's all I need. How are you going to do that? I don't need the details. I don't need the details. How are we going to roll the stone away? You don't need to know that. How am I going to pay that mortgage? You don't need to know that. What you need to know is, God, I need to get to you. I need to use the faith you've given me and put faith as a servant to work. Word, faith, things. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is what? The power of God unto salvation. Word, faith, things. You see, that bypasses all details. God, I just... you. You just give me your word. I'm going to believe that, and that's going to happen. That's his job. How he does that, that's his job. The disciples did not. You know what? He'd been dead four days. That's Mary and Martha. You know, he smells. If you, King James, he stinketh. You roll away that stone, whoo. That's not going to be good. You don't have to know how the details is. You don't have to know there's angels in there with Febreze. You don't have to know that. God said, let there be light. He's using the same thing. He spoke his word, faith, things. Whatever he said, it became. He released faith through his word. And what did it become? Things. And he made you and I the same way. I got to quit trying to figure it all out. Because, I, you know, my, my mind wants, I want to figure all this out. Because if I figure it out, I, I can market it. 
God's a little above that. See, there'd be people that, you know, could say, I, I don't have to know the deer. If I'm hunting, I don't have to know the deer hunting population of that area. All I have to know is if that's where I'm supposed to hunt, good enough for me. Because he'll bring one if that's what I need. I mean, the first day I went out deer hunting behind my house, the deer I was supposed to get, I, I prayed about this. I jumped him right away. Maddie was right beside me. She was so excited. And when Maddie gets excited, she's like uh, Wallace and Gromit when he sees cheese. <laughs> I mean, we just, we just started. We hit the woods. Up jump, jumps a six or eight point buck, real nice in a doe. Man, I pulled my gun, and Maddie's just like. <clears throat> and a truck came pulling up, and so I didn't shoot. And uh, there's a, another part of that story. But what I'm saying is, it doesn't matter. Where, whatever, I mean, God will do what he needs to do. I got to quit trying to figure everything out. I have to do word, faith, things. You can do that with anything. Do that with your health. Start speaking to your health. Listen how quiet it is. I don't want to. Okay, stay that way. <laughs> but I want to be better, don't you? I mean, you, you want to hear something nuts? I know it's 957. I'm going to wrap this thing up here in just a couple minutes. You want to hear something nuts? This is totally nuts. This is wackadoo. I've been speaking to my head, to my hair. Now, I've been trying to get it to be darker. But it used to be dark. It used to be black. Now it's, you know... Why, but this is, what I've been, this is what I've been saying. I've been declaring this almost every day. Thank you, God, for a full head of hair that my hair is thick and that new hair is growing in in different places. Not like I'm going to be an ape. I'm not on my head. I don't want to be all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm not doing that. But what I'm saying is I go to get my hair cut and the barber goes, looked at me funny, said, you see something different? He goes, you got more hair. Bo Diggly, I do. I said, I've been speaking that. You know what? He looked at me like this. He said, come on, Rogaine? I said, no, God gain. And, he, and that's it. We didn't talk about hair anymore, but I'm, the whole time he's clipping my hair, I'm like. <laughs> See, but word, faith, thing. So you can talk to your health. You can talk to your body. Whatever's bothering you, start speaking to that and start saying health be, faith be. I've got, you know, you got issues on something else and it's not of God, tell it to go. Faith is a servant. Faith is going to get it in or get it out. That's his job. He's ready. He's waiting. Tell me what to do. He's waiting for instruction. Sickness, go. You got to just believe. You got to say, God, I don't have to figure all this out. What do you mean? I'm just saying, just believe. I don't have to explain it all. God, how are you going to do this? Before I believe this, can you show me your way? No, man, that's not my God. I just believe. Word, faith, things. Give your enemy a give your enemy. Don't do it. Give your enemy a slap across the face. Don't slap anybody in here. <laughs> oh, I need help. Faith, I need help. Faith will fix anything. Don't fight the reasoning in your mind. 
You can't defeat fear with your mind. Jesus had to speak. Now think about this. Remember, this is the say covenant. Word. Faith. Things. We're going to speak. I'm not going to have to figure everything out. I'm going to receive the word. I'm going to believe the word. And I'm going to act on the word. Every one of you has faith. God put it there. We have to develop it. We have to use it. I get people that will say this. Oh, man, this is awesome. So you're going to leave this service and you're going to believe God for a Lamborghini or something. Let's not start there. Let's start for a parking spot at Walmart. Come on. Because you've got to understand, you, you believe God for a Lamborghini, you've got to have the faith not only for the Lamborghini, but for the gas, for the insurance. Oh, help me. So, I, you know, there's a lot of people, I want to live in a castle. Okay, well, you've got to pay taxes on a castle. So you're going to have to believe faith for, there's a lot. We've got to understand, God, where are we? And he will give you, he's given you that measure of faith. Now make it grow. Where are you at right now? I can believe God for a good deal. I can believe God for a, a parking spot. And people say, well, what happens if I didn't get the parking spot? Well, whatever spot you parked in, that's good. It's perspective, my friends. Because, you know, whatever that is, and God, I'm I'm telling you, I'm just going to believe that you have the best. Because, doesn't he? He has the best for you. He didn't have to prove that to me. I already know that. He sent his son to die for me. Hebrews 4, 6, and we'll close this thing out. Since, therefore, it remains that some must enter it, and those whom... It was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Some versions will say unbelief instead of disobedience. And in Hebrews 4, 6, he's referring to, now listen, what he's talking about is the children of Israel. Remember when they sent the 12 spies? Two came back. Caleb and Joshua said, hey, we can surely take this. We can go, let's do this right now. Ten of them said, mm-mm, nanu, nanu, no, we no go. They don't want to go because they're too big and we're like grasshoppers in their sight. So they didn't believe. They didn't believe what the two spies said. They went with the ten spy report. Reasoning. If they would have just got their faith together and said, listen, let's do it. God already promised it. He already said that. Word, faith, things. We can take it. But they're not thinking that. They're thinking it's got to come through their reasoning. Remember the lower level. So they're thinking, we got to figure all this out. Sometimes you're going to move with God. You don't have to figure everything out. I've watched God grow things out. I don't know how he does that. I mean, he's just amazing. Unbelief can be devastating. The Bible says that Jesus, Jesus could do no mighty works in his hometown because of their what? Their unbelief. Look at Moses. He was told to strike the rock and get water, and and that worked. Then he was told to do it again. He was told to speak to the rock. Look at the the, the progression here. It's told to speak because we're in a say covenant. And then back then, that's still Old Testament. But listen, God is trying to progress things. And so Moses says, no, nah, I like this. I like this old thing. And so he hits the rock twice. Now, I, I want to I explain something. So as, as we do that, the rock represents Christ. He, on Christ, the solid rock, I stand on other. That's yeah, a song, but he is, the, he is the rock. He's the foundation. So he was our sacrifice. How many times did Jesus die once? I put the whole answer in there with you. He died once. Okay? He's not going to die twice. He's already died once. He was a perfect sacrifice. So, so Moses striking, that striking was representing Christ being struck for us. 
So to do it twice, Jesus isn't going to go and do all that again. He already did it once. Ultimate sacrifice. Today is a say covenant. Faith always keeps a good attitude. Faith is always positive. Romans 3, 3. For what if, what if some did not believe? Will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? Certainly not. Indeed, let God be true, but every man be a liar. There's going to be people around you that don't believe in what you're saying. There's going to be people around you that don't believe in what you're doing. There's going to be people around you that don't believe in what you believe. It might be family. It might be friends. It might be whatever. But it will not affect you if you stay firmly planted in God. My wife loves that scripture that says those that are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of our God. Do you understand? I want to flourish. I don't want to just be stuck. You want to flourish? Then if God said it, let it be so. That's the way I'm walking. Someone else wants to reason it out. You go reason with that, Mr. Harry. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to do what God says and do whatever he says. If he says move to the right, I'm going to move to the right. Listen to what I'm telling you today. Some people will try to affect your harvest because they want to speak death to what God has told you. You cannot let that in. You cannot let that in. God will always do what he's called you to do. It doesn't matter what they say if you stick to your guns. Faith dictates your destiny, not people. If God is telling you to do something, be obedient. Be listening. Where's your harvest going to go? Be listening for that. Get your bank account ready to receive. God, I'm believing you for this. I'm believing you for that. You know, a couple times I said, God, I'm believing you for this. And God said, no, you're not. I said, yes, I am. He said, no, you're not. I said, what do you mean? He said, you don't even make a place for it. Oh, God, I'm believing you're going you're gonna to do this and you're going to do that. Really? Are you, are you ready to receive that? You know, as a church, if we're saying, God, we want to we see hundreds and hundreds of people saved. If we really believe that, would, what would we do if this church got swarmed with about 400 people to go, I, I need Jesus in one service? Are we ready to receive? I mean... Are, we got to get our fields ready. If you really believe, God, I'm believing you're going to prosper me. You know what? I'm believing that. If I was you, then I'd be opening up a bank account. That's just going to be, Lord, whatever you tell me to put in there, that's what I'm going to put in there. What do you want me to give to the kingdom? Oh, I'm going to do that. How are you going to do that? You see, now listen to me. God is in those details, but he's not in the doubt details. Did you catch that? So if you're really believing what he's telling you to do, then put some faith with that. Faith is a servant. I believe it so much, I'm acting on it. Faith without works is dead. I want to have a story. I want to say, oh, my. You, you don't know how good my God is. Wait, wait do I tell you what God did and begin to walk it out. Only one man returned to Jesus, and Jesus said, where are there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Let me ask you this question, and I never thought of it before. How did he know that all ten got cleansed? Because he never saw the other nine. Faith. Because he sent faith out as a servant, and they all went. As far as he's concerned, word, faith things as far as jesus is concerned right now as far as god is looking at you you're healed 
As far as he's concerned, wealth and riches are in your house. As far as he's concerned, you are more than a conqueror. As far as he's concerned, you are the head, not the tail. The rest is up to you and me. The rest is up to us to believe that and start putting faith to work. Let your faith go out and say, God, whatever you're telling me to do, I don't have to understand it all, but I just have to be obedient. Put your faith to work for you. It's a servant. Say amen to that. Bow your heads. Let's pray.